Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Elks. I'm a fan. I'm in. What's the deal that it wasn't Elk? Elks is good. Elk would have been great. How about that? It's like, as we said yesterday, the Heat, the Jazz, the Mammoth. It's that team name without an S on the end of it. And I'm not being critical. I'm all for the Elks. I think it's cool. I love the logo. I love the scheme. I'm on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy Friday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of a Flame Tech Football Friday. And here right now, you've just tuned in for the second half kickoff, as we like to call it. It's the start of hour two. Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy's here. You can't get a good look at him from here, but he's got his uh, Rough Riders socks on. And that must be a good omen, eh, Lynch? Yeah, real good omen. John Frenzy's... uh, Maybe our appearances are brought to you by Wheaton Kia. You can find them at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst in North Regina. There you go. Boop. Down goes the Golden Knights hat. Up goes the Wheaton Kia hat. How about that? Yeah. Looks good. How about that? Before we go any further, we got to talk about Landmark Cinemas and what's on at the movies. One of our newest partners here, Landmark Cinemas. I love me some movies. What's that last movie you saw, Lynch? Oh, boy. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, not for me. What is this movie, Clark? A Quiet Place Part 2, now playing. You saw that one? At Landmark Cinemas. No, I haven't. I got to get to it. Visit LandmarkCinemas.com to view showtimes in your city. All throughout Western Canada, restrictions are lifting. Lifting. Go to LandmarkCinemas.com for showtimes near you. I saw a movie with Kirk Douglas in. Now, when would that be? You went to a movie with Kirk Douglas? That could be about 10 years ago. (laughs) I didn't go with him. He was in it. No, I'm a big uh, I'm a big movie fan. Here we're asking our viewers to uh, write in and talk about all kinds of things. I- I'll probably get to the NFL report here because it is a football Friday. I've been asking Frenzy his memories of the United States Football League because on Thursday the USFL announced seemingly out of nowhere that they're going to play spring football next year in 2022. So I looked it up. Wikipedia here, the United States Football League was an American football league that played for three seasons, 1983 through 1985. The league played a spring-summer schedule in each of its active seasons. And I'm not going to go through everything here, but I see the Memphis Showboats. Was that one of the teams, Frenzy? The Memphis Showboats? They just started following me on Twitter yesterday. Like out of nowhere. How about that? So I know. How about that? That's what I thought. But I was... Like nine, ten when they started. I remember seeing. We had a satellite dish on the farm, so like my dad would put it on, but I don't really remember. What do you remember about that? David Archer playing here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Different league. That was the early nineties. Well, then that's what I remember. David Archer playing here. Big crowd. The place was the place was filled. Great football game. 
Uh, we beat them 20. Lynch, you're taking a turn to I don't know where. You just took the off ramp to crazy town. Nope. 20- the Rough Riders never played a team in the United States Football League. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Last two, three years ago, in 1982, 1992 to 95, they certainly did. They play all the teams in that league. Don't say that and bet me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. David Archer was here. Fill the park. They lost. It was a great game. They, we played four games in here, and we uh, had four games here and four down there. That was the U.S. expansion of the Canadian Football League. Well, that's what you want to call it. <laughs> okay, you call it that. They're saying that I don't know the that. movie that you went to, John. The last movie you went to was in 1960, Spartacus. Yep. With, with Kirk. What the hell has just happened? Kirk Douglas. I know. How about that? <laughs> Save me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Citus watching on Facebook. He says there's not even enough bona fide caliber quarterbacks out there to fill NFL rosters, let alone these other hack leagues. Look what that guy said. David Archer played for Sacramento Goldminer. Absolutely right. Jeff. That was Sac- not the United States Football League, John. Stop it. What was it called then? The Canadian Football League. Oh, I doubt that. Well, we'll get to check that out. Do we have a hook? Where's Lynch's cane? <laughs> we How had, about that? We had eight teams. Figgy, eight can you teams. hand me that? Eight teams in the league. <laughs> eight teams in the league. Here, throw it to me. <laughs> eight teams in the league we had, fellas. There it is, eight teams. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it was called? What was it called? <laughs> it's called the Canadian Football League. Um, from Jack Fulton in Alberta. Frenzy, I love how you drive Rod crazy. Love it. <laughs> from Troy in Toronto. You can't make this stuff up. Lynch, you delayed a few more hours before you drove me nuts. Usually it's once we get on the ring road. Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says it was the Canadian Football League, John. It was different from the United States Football League. What I was asking you was... Steve Young, Donald Trump, Doug Flutie, Reggie White, that United States Football League. Great what? players. So I actually went with five or six teams that were, that were super. But it didn't last very long. One year. Three years. Uh, Troy in Toronto says, this is the greatest five minutes in sports talk show history. <laughs> five minutes? It feels like five hours. <laughs> He's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) From Al Hordell. Oh, he's alive, eh? He writes on Twitter, oh, my God, send Rod a life jacket. Frenzy needs his Geritol. Love, Frenzy. How about that time, Lynch, that in the middle of the night you got up to take your medicine and you ended up taking your cat's medicine? Remember that? Because it was dark. It was in the middle of the night. Yep. Then I started to meow around the house. (laughs) How about that? That's a true story! (laughs) From John in Winnipeg. Do you remember, Frenzy, when NBC broadcasted a CFL Ryder game at Taylor Field? I certainly do. Dick uh, Dick, uh, Enberg was there. Uh, Steve Enberg was there. Uh, 
One of the great quarterbacks of all time was there. He was drunk. Who was that? Can't Joe Namath? No, can't think of his name. John, John from, uh, from uh, Stanford. Ah, you got me. John. From uh, the hockey club. And it was great. Hockey club podcast watching in Tallahassee, Florida says, can we have a Lynch Wednesday as well? <laughs> but no. We had um, Dick Enberg. We had Merlin Olson. Remember Merlin Olson? He was here, too. He's a little before my time. He was a color commentator with Dick Enberg, who did the game. Dick Enberg was a play-by-play man. Merlin Olson was the color man. At field level was Sherry McRae. I don't know who she was, but she was gorgeous. Uh, and they cut off the game. They cut off the game going to the third quarter because the riders were so far ahead of the team they were playing. It was embarrassing. From Jack Fulton... In Alberta, this segment deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. From Donald Mitchell, the Navy man, it's like arguing with your grandpa. Ha, ha, ha. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, it's not football Friday without frenzy saying or doing something that literally makes me laugh out loud. You want to see me? Herschel Walker was a big member of that United States Football League era, too, by the way. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Williams, Herschel Walker. Yeah. What else do we have here? I might dive into a sports update in a second. From the Prairie Mobile text line, from the 717 on the Shifley hit, back on the rails. I'm surprised all the people who are so butthurt by the Shifley hit are saying that the NHL should ban teams from pulling their goalies so that plays like the Shifley hit won't happen. That's just stupid. Okay, through 15, 16 months of the pandemic, you would think that people were getting smarter. They're actually getting stupider. Hey, Figgy, we're going to stop pulling goalies in the event that this won't. I can see that, though. All these knee-jerk reactions. It's like somebody falls down an elevator shaft and dies, so we're going to ban elevators. (laughs) You know, like Paul Maurice, it was an unusual play. Pomo said he thought that Shifley should get two games, but not four. From Metal Shingle Guy writes in, and he says, uh, nope, John, it was CFL expansion. Have I got you convinced yet, Frenzy? I guess so. I guess so. Then there's, it's happened twice, and the other, the other American stuff is 92 to 95. Uh, 90, Yes. That was the CFL expansion. From Brady in Saskatoon, hey, Rod, respect to the Department of Player Safety for finally showing they will crack down on dangerous hits to the head. LeBron receives his first round one exit of his career by the hands of the Phoenix Suns. LeBron needed AD, and AD got injured. And is it the NHL OT playoff season? By the way, Shifley will not appeal his suspension. Respect to that. Well, what's the point? Why? Why? The NHL clearly kowtowed, whatever that means, to the public pressure mm-hmm. and gave him four, a, yeah, four games. But a far, far, far too harsh oh. suspension as far as I was concerned. Very hard. Um, Normie Fong writing. Rod, I was fortunate enough to help set up the Michigan Panthers equipment program of the United States Football League. Jim Spavital was their general manager. Signed, Fongo. There's a great guy, too. 
Tell us some Jim Spavital stories, John. Oh, Jim Spavital stories. Oh, Jim Spavital was unbelievable. I mean, he would, uh, well, he got me to go upstairs in Winnipeg to uh, do the game in Winnipeg as a color commentator and then left Regina. He moved out of Regina. So I was lost going up there telling the people who were broadcasting that I was supposed to be the play by playing the color man, and they didn't know a thing about it. Utter embarrassment. Didn't know who you were? Didn't know who I was. Utter embarrassment. So I tried to get a hold of uh, Spavadol. I couldn't have. Never did get a hold of him. Uh, and that's the type of thing he would do for you. Drive you crazy. Um, Phil Kershaw's watching. Remember him? Yeah, sure do. <laughs> John Brody. We, John Brody. Yes. Brody. Somebody has injected some sanity into this. Bro, Phil bro. Kershaw, the former president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ottawa Rough Riders, and chairman of the CFL Board of Governors, has written in. He says, John Brody, the ex-49er yeah. quarterback in 1982. He got drunk at the Ryder dinner. <laughs> right, Riders beat the Stamps at NBC during the NFL strike. Right. Can we just get playing CFL so we don't have to talk about this crap? Get some games? <laughs> You're all wondering why I'm carrying Lynch's cane? That was a good game, too. (laughs) You missed a lot today. Twice. twice They've been here in in a 15-year period, the Americans. It hasn't worked. How about that? Twice it didn't work. How about that? Americans coming to Canada. Does the NFL people see this? So why even try? Why are they trying? Why are they trying again? Um, I say that very sarcastically. From Cody Fajardo Collectors. That's the account watching on YouTube. Hey, Roddy, can I please have your autograph? Because you are my all-time favorite person in my top five. Why would you want it after today? <laughs> Where's James? Oh, is that James Robert Henderson or James Robert in Henderson? Uh, James Henderson in Borden, Manitoba. He says, by the time they reviewed the suspension, it would already have been served. Not where that. <laughs> Randolph Zora's watching. I think he's in Ontario. He says, you wanted CFL history. You got CFL history. Well, I had to bring in these guys with a little more white in their hair to uh, explain it. Well, it's, uh... John in Winnipeg. John. Um... He says, easy on the cane rod. <laughs> This cane is like titanium. And, John, you've named it. Do you want to tell the viewers that what you call this? Uh, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, yeah. How about that? You used to call him Evander, and you changed that. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, Rod is ready to deliver some justice via the cane. Yeah, only to one guy. Uh from Habs for Life, watching in Vancouver on YouTube, he says, if training camp starts July 9th, the Americans need to leave next week to start quarantine. What are they waiting for? Love to I know. don't know. Plane tickets? Like, Love to know. that's why I'm just going with the flow on what I'm reading with the CFL stuff. I'm, shoot, we had the president of the Edmonton Elks on here last hour. And he called me his good friend. Did you hear that, Figgy? Why would I want to be a negative Nelson, John? Yeah, you wouldn't. But I go and read the uh, Three Down Nation Insiders column, because you all read it, right? comes out every Wednesday with anonymous quotes from CFL people. And a coach in America said, I'll believe there's a training camp once I get my plane ticket. And he doesn't have one yet. I talked to a coach yesterday in a major CFL market. 
who said, Roddy, can't happen. We're supposed to show up as coaches in two weeks. How, how can that happen? We're nowhere near being able to show up as a group to practice. But who the hell am I? I'm just a guy with a cane. I wonder what they did in September and well, October and November when they supposedly had these meetings in the head office in the head office of the CFL in Toronto with 35, 40 people, all from different rather leagues, all from different cities in the league, to discuss the future, what they should do. We were told that. And what we've seen is nothing. Uh, from Greg Buchanan, watching from Canada's only border city, Lloyd Minster. He says, I grew up in Regina and love you having frenzy on. Such a great knowledge of the CFL. Keep it, Roddy. Whoever said he was going anywhere? <laughs> oh, it just drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, I don't know if I have a liner for that, Clark. He's talking in my ear right now. Oh, okay. So we got the Stanley Cup playoff pool, which I'm just getting absolutely dummied in. My own pool. We got the, we got the leaders here. I can, I can barely see it. I can't read it from here. It's so far away from me, guys. But that's okay. All our viewers can see who's winning. Oh, yeah, you had to go put McKinnon up there, eh? And then, no names leading. Oh, that tells us a lot. Twine ticklers in the very last spot. I go to the bathroom in, in the break and figgies trolling me about a sweep by the avalanche. <laughs> this is not my day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, Av- avalanche are looking pretty good, you guys. Chris McKinnon is fantastic. Bickford joins us next. McKinnon is fantastic. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. I didn't bring Lynch in the Jeep today because you said, Lynch, you're afraid to ride in my Jeep, and then you tell me that you're not afraid to ride oh, in my Jeep. I love that Jeep. You know that. You love the Jeep. Yeah. Do you want to go in it or do you not? Because one time you said you were scared in it. One time I was scared in it. But generally speaking, no, it was real good because you locked me in. You took real good care of me and fixed me up. I get up and get in the stool to get in. I get in, then you put a big arm, a big thing around my arms and uh, legs to make sure I'm... Lock you in, yeah. You're locked in. Okay, next Friday, the Jeep will be at your house to pick you up. Okay. Before we bring in Chris Bickford, a sports update from this Friday morning. Winnipeg Jets forward Mark Shifley met with the Winnipeg media this morning. He says he will not appeal the four-game suspension he was handed for a crushing blow on Montreal's Jake Evans in Game 1. He says he doesn't agree with the sanction handed down by the NHL's Department of Player Safety on Thursday, calling it excessive, but added that he doesn't want to be a distraction for his team. Game 2 of the NHL's Scotia North Final goes tonight at Winnipeg's Bell MTS Place. Montreal's up one game to none. Nicholas Hurtubis stopped 33 shots 
shots, including all 24 his way over the final two periods. And the Victoriaville Tigre beat the Valdor Federer 3-1 last night to move within one win of capturing the Quebec Major Junior League Championship. Herta Beasts uh, was scored on by Valdor forward Jacob Pelge at 11.51 of the first, but then shut the door the rest of the way as Victoriaville took Game 5 for a 3-2 lead in the Best of 7 President's Cup Final. Olivier Coulombe, Nicolas Degg, and Benjamin Tardif supplied the offense for the Tigres, who can end the series Saturday. Kawhi Leonard is hoping his season doesn't come to an end tonight when his L.A. Clippers visit the Dallas Mavericks for Game 6 of their first-round series. The Mavs are up 3-2. Kawhi's averaging 30.4 points per game in the playoffs, but Dallas star Luka Doncic is outdoing him with 35 points per game. And Jay's ace, Hinjin Roo, is scheduled to start the opener of a three-game set tonight at Salem Field against the Houston Astros. Toronto coming off a uh, rest day after they swept Miami. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for WHL breaking news and analysis. Visit dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, the best you ever have. I'm telling you, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. So Chris Bickford, writer, producer, let's, let's get him on the screen. I'm going back to where his text is here. He's, he's putting together some CFL projects. There's Chris. We got him here today. Chris, welcome How's to Flame going, Tech. Uh, it's good. Put the coffee down. I think you've uh, got enough energy. You don't need any more, man. Tell us, uh, tell <laughs> us our, your story, what you going on, got going on with the Canadian Football League right now and some of the, uh, the projects you'd like to see come to fruition. Okay, yeah. So it, it kind of all started out. Um, I was speaking to the CEO of the Ottawa Red Blacks, and he asked me, like, what what could we do to kind of bring in a, a younger demographic to the CFL? Because obviously the, the average age of the fan in the Canadian Football League is 55 plus, which is a huge problem business-wise. Uh, we're filmmakers, so, you know, we came up with the idea, why don't we do a movie that showcases the Hamilton Ticats specifically and the city of Hamilton and the CFL, and we'll do a movie kind of like the Mighty Ducks did Um the Mighty Ducks turned the Anaheim Ducks into like a major NHL franchise. So that's kind of a, our idea. We're in talks with the CFL in Hamilton now. Uh, it's going to be a $2.8 million movie, U.S. dollars. Uh, we have $1.7 million in equity. And we recently just got our first, um, our first not donor, what's the word, investor yeah. for uh, low six figures. So it's pretty exciting. I think it's going to, I think it's going to go. And I think, the news about the USFL is going to impact this as well. So what's going oh, on with the USFL? It's crazy. You actually texted me about that this morning. What did you exactly – do you remember what you wrote me? You said something along the line. USFL – you. you said USFL will squash any XFL plans. What makes you say that? Yeah. Um, it's just my personal take. I, I think the CFL correctly is, is hoping that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Redbird Capital – um, and the XFL is going to is going to bail them out of a tough situation. Um, from what I've read, they've lost between sixty and eighty million dollars in the past twelve months. So obviously, there's this hope that the XFL is going to bring in some capital. But now that the US, USFL is is you know going to be com- competing against every other league, I, I predict I predict that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to take his bucket loads of cash. Uh, and I think he's going to run as far away from Canada as he can. I may be wrong, but, you know, that's kind of what I think will happen. So you're not a fan of the CFL-XFL merger idea? 
Am I correct in that? No, I think it's, I, th I think it's potentially a great idea, but I think people are mistaken if they think that it's the solution to salvaging the league. Um, I think the league has to do things. I mean, there's a reason it's survived for 100 plus years, right? I think they have to be a little bit more aggressive in the way they market and promote the game. I think that's the biggest problem. If you ask anybody in Vancouver or Toronto or Montreal why they don't go play, go watch the CFL, they're going to say that it's not as good as the NFL. But I think, you know, I think that that's, that's a false statement. I think our league is as good as the NFL. It's a different style of play. Players are a little bit smaller. But, you know, if you look at any CFL team, they've got, you know, world-class speed. They have uh, – they're world-class athletes. And uh, we don't promote that enough, I don't think. Chris, uh, some questions from our viewers regarding your movie. Randolph Zora watching in Ontario says, Chris, are you fashioning an NFL film style to your work? Are you looking at that? Are you looking at HBO Hard Knocks? What, what, what's your vision on this? Yeah, good question. So it's, it's going to be a movie similar to Rocky, to Hoosiers, uh, The Natural. Remember that one with uh, Robert Redford? So it's not a documentary. It's an actual movie. And it's about four 12-year-old kids living in Hamilton. Uh, Blue-collar, tough families, low parental supervision. And they're kind of the typical losers, you know. They're kind of modeled after me and my friends when we were 12. Um, and they're obsessed with the Ticats. But the Ticats are terrible that year as well. So you got these kids who are kind of perceived as losers. And you have the Ticats who are losers. And then suddenly in the middle of the film... Both the kids and the Thai cats, they start winning. Things start to go better. Um, and it reaches a climax at the end, and it's a great finish that'll have everyone in tears. I guarantee it. From Ryan in Saratoga, New York, he says, will there be any crowdfunding for the remainder of the movie funds? No, no, no. No, we're... Um, so we have one investor who came in last week for between one and $300,000 U.S., um, We've already invested uh, 1.7 million in equity, so uh, we're we're hoping that you know I spoke to the CFL today. There's a chance that there'll be some help for us from corporate sponsors. We're exploring that route, um, and I'm also talking to uh, a former NFL player who's probably watching this now. He's won three Super Bowls. He played with uh, the biggest legend in the game because um, we're only about. 900,000 away from being able to shoot. So that, that's not that, not that much money to, to get going. Chris, John Lynch here. Uh, what's the uh, feeling of the Canadian fans, the guys you talk to, towards the XFL in American football? Do they like it or not? What, yeah, I don't think they do, but am I right or wrong? Well, I, you know, I, I really think it depends on, you know, and this will sound maybe tacky, but it depends on the age of the fan you're talking to. I think anybody under the age of 35 is very pro XFL and pro American rules. Uh, anybody above 35, I'm guessing, is against it. Uh, my personal feeling is that if you change anything in the CFL, uh, the league will be done within 18 months. Only because you look at the first XFL, that failed. And you got to remember that XFL 1 and 2, they had Vince McMahon, who's worth billions of dollars, literally. And he is like the man. best marketer. He's the best marketer on the planet. He could not make XFL work. Like it died. USFL died. 
uh, the Alliance of American Football, that was supposed to be the big league because uh, you had uh, Andrew Luck's dad as commissioner, you had a bunch of money in it, that died. So I think the only thing that's allowed the CFL to survive and to thrive some years is the uniqueness of it. The large field, three downs, um, and the rouge. Uh, so from some of our viewers... Some good ones here from Randolph. He says, I like this idea. I think this will definitely fly. From Wayne, I like this guy, Chris. Wayne in Victoria. He seems like a big CFL fan and wants to promote the CFL. I like it. From Jeff the Stamps fan, the average age of a CFL fan isn't really any different from an average NFL fan. I've always said fan age is an overblown concern. I wouldn't disagree with that. I would not necessarily disagree with that. From Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg, he says, I'll definitely tune into this. Very awesome, Chris. From Corey in Florida, give us a scoop on the plot. Who's the antagonist? The protagonist? Who's the villain? Who's the hero? Who's the star? Who's the star? Yeah. The star is really, this is going to be really exciting. And this is, you know, this is what I tell the CFL because we've already gotten a lot of press and we haven't even started. So, you know, once we start casting it, it's about four boys. I don't know if I, I already kind of said Yes, you did. But I'll say it again about four boys from Hamilton and they're losers, quote unquote, underdogs, kind of like me and my friends when we were growing up. Um, so once we start casting it, we're going to cast the kids as unknown actors, uh, just regular kids. We'll go to Toronto, we'll go across Canada, but we'll start in Toronto and Hamilton. Um, the kids are the stars of the movie. Um, they are kind of the heroes of the movie and the antagonists, the, the people going against the kids, is uh, basically life itself, you know, uh, having no parental supervision, um, not having a lot of hope for the future because, you know, for a variety of different reasons. So it's kind of like standby me in that way. Huh, cool. He, I think he's 12, didn't you say? Uh, the kids are 12? Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like Lord, sounds like Lord of the Flies in a way, too. So There's what some else, of that, maybe, yeah. What else would you like people to know, Chris? Um, well, I, I just think that this, I think the CFL has to really kind of leverage the points, the unique points that they have. I mean, there was one idea I had, like put a billboard over the Toronto freeway, comparing the 40 speed of a CFL player and an NFL player. Uh, for a lot of those guys, like the, the CFL player is faster. So promote those things instead of just accepting the narrative that the CFL sucks because it doesn't. Um, it's a, it's a very, it's, I, I would argue it's very equal to the NFL in a lot of ways. What is it? 30 or 30 players go back and forth throughout any given season. Um, this is, this is, this is what I finish with. If, if I could, um, the NBA, like in the, in the early eighties before magic and bird and, uh, those stars, the NBA was getting about 7,000 fans per game and the average player was making about $80,000 for an 82-game schedule. So the NBA, in living memory, was in the same shape as the CFL is in now, but they marketed it better, they got more creative, they got more aggressive, they brought in some cool players, um, and suddenly each NBA franchise is worth $2.2 billion. And I think the CFL is that close to being there because we have the stadiums, we have the infrastructure, we have the history, like we have, everything is in place. Just have to freaking go for it um, mm. and not accept the narrative that the NFL is automatically better. 
You know uh, what? If you saw the NFL games this year. Have you seen Sorry. our stadium in Regina? Have you seen our stadium in Regina? The new one? I've been to every stadium in the CFL except for Saskatchewan and Regina. And it's well, on my gotta list. Come. On you got to come. <laughs> I want okay. to. I want okay. Try and... Mandy in Edmonton, this is exciting. Yeah, cool. I was getting the Stand By Me vibe, and that's my favorite movie. Uh, from Ty Cats fan, where is it here? Me, Ty Cat fan, Ty Cats for life. Watching on YouTube, CFL needs to merge and take a chance that could propel the CFL forward and increase fan bases and get more young people interested. Uh, from Corey in Florida, CFL, get Chris a seat at the conference table. Well, you've already had one, Chris, right? You've, you've met with him on several yeah. times. So my last thing before I let you go is uh, Mandy wants to know a projected release year or date for your movie. Well, we need uh, another about we need about another nine hundred thousand to shoot, which is not that much money. Once that happens, it's a four week shoot. It's a six week edit, and then we bring it to uh, to festivals like the Toronto Film Festival, cons like all the big festivals. Then we do a theatrical release. It's in movie theaters, and then it goes to digital Netflix. So you're looking at you know we could have it from today six months away. All right, just waiting on the right partners. CFL, hint hint. All right, Chris, thanks for the visit, my man. I uh, appreciate it. Keep in touch. Thank you, Rod. All right, Chris. Sure. Thanks for both of you. Appreciate we'll, uh, it. We'll put our 900,000 together. Yeah, we'll put ours together. What the hell, eh? <laughs> I got it in the dash of my car. Great. Uh, I got it. From Randy How on the 541. That? Randy, at the end of your show today, throw the cane instead of your pen at the camera. <laughs> All right. Uh, See you, Frenzy. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Been fun, as always. And here we go. Fun as always. And Moose will be in here next for a sports update. And, uh, yeah, we got a face-off coming up, too, and overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. I feel like today's show has taken years off my life. Guess who's joined me? Moose. You missed it all. I did. All of it. But you're hearing about it. I'm here trying to get caught up because I'm having sales meetings and doing business. And I look up at the TV, which is in my office, and you're wielding John's cane. And I'm like, how the hell does this happen? Figgy threw it to me like a javelin. I'm like, throw me that cane. <laughs> and then all these guys in the back, they're like, no. And Figgy was too late. He threw it onto the set. And I grabbed it. And then I tried to hook Lynch around the neck. He took an off ramp to crazy town. All right. And now you're here. And now we're here. Can we stabilize a little bit now for the final 20 minutes? From Chris Bird in Toronto. He says, Rod, that was a classic Dave Hodge movie you just made right at the break. Just... From Jen at the Four Seasons. Ha ha. The lynch mob rides again. Jack in Alberta. The G2G protein bars are delicious. I love oatmeal coconut. Get yours today and support one of the all-time CFL greats, number 86, Ben Cahoon. That is my favorite flavor, too, by the way. What have you been working on back there and missing all the fun? I know, right? 
No, what have you been working on? Well, Jim and I have been deep into... Uh, Jimmy Two Tables is here. Yeah. So we've been getting into it. Um, I also introduced the Jim and Paul to one of the early rants. Which one? The rant. The rant. The rant. The pimp and the whore. That's the one. How about that? They hadn't seen it yet. How many views on that one? Uh, thousands and thousands. Um, there like 40,000 views on that one? Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I watch it. And I'm dying laughing again. <laughs> Desk is empty. Oh, man. Good times. We weren't on national television at that time. Can I say it now? Or sure. what? I don't know. Well, you're, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. I'm good. They'll tell us in the back if, if, someone's, yes or no. if Ryan, someone's yelling no. Okay. It was the first week of this show. Episode four. What the heck? Episode four. And this is uh, just the, a day past our two-year birthday here. So it's kind of apropos, as they say. And I was like, hey, Ricky. Our iguana, our mascot there is... <laughs> he said, Mickey, Ricky is saying, yeah, go ahead and tell it. It's not that bad, but I just said, now, in this incarnation of my life, I am both the pimp and the whore. And for 30 years of me whoring myself out, I don't want to do that anymore. So now I'm the pimp and that, and that's where the money is. Yeah, you get to keep a little piece. Right, now, that, that's where we, the money is. When we make a sale, you get to keep a piece. Yes, it was really just a parallel more than anything. Yeah. It's I'm not working for anybody, I'm working for myself. I still got the goods, but <laughs> the money's staying in our pocket, not going to the man. Oh, yeah, and then you just had your, I mean... They played it perfectly. Kelly Rempel and Phil Andrews were both on the set, and they just played off it really, really well. Oh, my God. Are they you hit a the f- high school <laughs> dropout? <laughs> they just hit the floor laughing. <laughs> the snowman really checking fun. in from Carolina. Hey, snowman. Sorry you had to see this. From John in Winnipeg. John. Um, where'd it go? Just when you think the RP show couldn't get any better, and we get today's show. Wowzers. Was it great? Was it good? I feel it's more of a train wreck. Sometimes that's fun. Sometimes to watch that's too. good too. <laughs> yeah, not every day. That's right. Oh, my screen. We're going to do the business of the week here right away in a separate segment. I don't think they want to be attached to this. Um, <laughs> Maybe not. Poll question How would you rate the officiating in the Stanley Cup playoffs? The options are good, okay, or bad. Leading on Twitter with 53% is okay. What do they got on Facebook? 60% okay on just Facebook. Just okay. So it's, but they're crushing it. It's saying okay. That's the majority. Just okay. Stacy Champagne watching and says, pimping ain't easy. Actually, it's easier than you'd think. <laughs> Been missing out my whole life. From Cody Fajardo Collector says, I'm wearing my T-shirt of the Rod Peterson show. Send us a photo, Cody Fajardo Collectors. From Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, it was an excellent train wreck, Rod. Well, I'm glad that we're here for your entertainment. Can you say something? I'm dying here. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Anything. Oh, They're man. asking me to throw my can- uh, the cane at the camera. At the end of the show, not the pen. Yeah. I was close to. I know. I was close to it. Ray watching in the six. 
He's in the Kitchener, Ontario area. He says, hey, Rod, a little late checking in today. My apologies. Congratulations to you and the RP squad on your second year anniversary. To many more. Is there going to be many more? I hope so. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's do the business of the week for MySAS411, and then we'll get out of here and come back for overtime. So great work, Clark, on, on this. It's Urban Kids 1201 and at Grasslands Regina, carrying the latest and fun and trendy kids' clothing. Urban Kids at Grasslands has it for all girls and boys ages 4 to 14 with amazing prices and an array of styles for shop or special occasions. You can count on Urban Kids for a one-stop shop. 306-525-0070. That's 306-525-0070. The MySAS 411 Business of the Week, Urban Kids 1201. My SAS 411 is a phone book right in your hand. I have it on my main screen with all my favorites here. Use it all the time. Thank you, Direct West, for being a wonderful partner of the RP Show. We'll be right back with overtime. We've got to face off. Let's do it. We're watching uh, on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, here we go. We are into it. Overtime. The last segment of the show, and then it's the weekend. And speaking of overtime, one out of every three playoff games this year in the Stanley Cup playoffs have gone to overtime, and I'm here for it. I'm not so cool with my team going to overtime, though. It's too much on the old ticker. Oh, I know. Um, We're going to face off in a moment for the Mad Greek in the ultimate fan zone. I just want to read a couple of comments because this is where we turn it over to you people, the viewers. From Jack Fulton, thank you, Rod and team, for your outstanding service to all of us sports fans in North America and beyond. Integrity, honesty, character is what you've put on display for the last two years and beyond. Have a great weekend. Already looking forward to Monday. Love you, boys, from Alberta. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Big time. What I say, love conquers all. Oh, yeah. Said it way back at the start of the show. And Arlen Bruce was watching. And he agreed. How can you not? I know. From uh, Ty Cats for Life watching on YouTube. I'm 54 and I welcome a merger. CFL needs to evolve from its old ways. And this could open up incredible marketing opportunities. Merge, merge, merge. Monorail, monorail. Yeah, when I sit and talk with my friends about all of this, and they quite often, daily actually, ask me, Rod, where do you see this going? And I said, I'm not overly positive about the future of the Canadian Football League, only because maybe this is where we could face off. I'm not saying we should. But nobody can agree on where they're going. They can't even agree where they're going. Like, it's one thing in the workplace. We all know where we want to go. We just can't agree. Are we going to go east and west or west and east? Are we going to loop around? We all know where we want to go. It's just how we get. They have no idea where they're going. They can't agree on merging or staying the same. They can't agree on playing this year or not playing this year. And that scares the hell out of me. That is the thing that scares me the most about the Canadian Football League. From Mandy, she says, great show. Thank you. I have to leave for an appointment now. Have a great weekend. Well, good luck with your appointment. 
Thank you, Mandy. Appreciate you hanging in here today. Are you just gonna let? Are you just gonna sit here and listen to me yap? Do you have anything to add? I am great. Life is good. You're ready to go for lunch? Yes. After this, at the tap. Good. So, it was Paul Figler's idea. Yeah. It was Figgy's idea to face off on this for the ultimate fan zone, Moose Jaw, and for the Mad Greek Restaurant, and that is the United States Football League. They announced on Thursday they are relaunching in the spring of 2022, and I was all for it. We talked about this earlier. I will watch anything. The question is, will it work? And I'm starting to get a little concerned when everybody now in this world wants to talk about why things won't work. Because you know what? When you, that just enters your head that you think it won't work, guess what? I'll guarantee you it's not going to work. Those USFL guys believe that it is going to work. And I think that it could work. And they got Fox TV's money behind them, which is no small thing. That's right. I think the USFL will work this time around. There's enough players. God knows they got a roadmap of how not to do it, right? So to say that it's never worked before, it'll never work is what bothers me the most. Moose DuPont, do you agree or disagree? Um, I'll disagree with you just for the sake of the face-off. But also, it's not fake either. I'll disagree with you because I think there's real competition with the XFL and the CFL. Um, I really do. <clears throat> do I think the USFL is going to fail? No. Like I don't want to sit here and say because it failed in the past, it's going to fail again. But I don't think that can all survive. I think there's a tremendous amount of football talent. I think there's no issues there. There's a lot of football players, but there's only so much airtime. There's only so many marketing dollars. And you and I only have so much money to spend on tickets and gear and, you know, supporting a football team. So I don't think they'll all work. I think one will. I think one will. I think the CFL would be smart to have a partnership with one of them, but I think it's tremendously challenging. So I don't think it's just an automatic that the USFL will survive. I don't. Then it will, they'll even get to playing. I think it might even be tough. I really do. There you go. The face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw. Need to feed a large group? Catering and group orders are available. Visit themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And for the Ultimate Fan Zone, taking UFZ on the road, coast-to-coast, slick, user-friendly. Their new website was built for the diehard sports fan. Shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. You hear us talk about them all the time. I just love Billy down there. He owns that place. He runs that place. He is the clone of... Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan Dinwiddie. Billy at the Ultimate Fan Zone is the clone of Ryan Dibbity. Runs that place. They put so much work into their website. Can you just go check it out this weekend? UltimateFanZone.ca. I'd like to say your number one source for Vegas Golden Knights merchandise, which it is, but they've got every team, every league. It's like Jersey City used to be when it was good, but even better than that. Ultimate Fan Zone. I see they're excited here on uh, Monday's guest. Yes. For our 500th show, Phil Pritchard, the keeper of the cup. What a beauty Phil is. And he acts like he really likes us. That's the amazing thing, too. I know, right? The infamous Phil Pritchard, the keeper of the Stanley Cup. I know. He'll be, I wonder where he'll be. He'd be at home now, eh? He wouldn't be. No, he'd be at home. Yeah, in Burlington, Ontario. I wonder if he knows what's happening in the final four and what his plans are. He probably has an idea. He's uh, right now, Phil's sitting in his backyard. (sighs) 
Oh, yeah. Shining up old Stanley. Getting ready to go on the road to Vegas. <laughs> From Tristan, I love the ultimate fan zone, Moose Jaw. Um, hey, we got people writing in and saying they've already uh, bought their Rams tickets in the time that we've been on the show. Great. Thank you so much. Advertising works. Right, Jimmy? Rams5050.com. John in Winnipeg says, I can't wait to see Phil. I want his job. That would be a good job. Oh, yeah. But the last time he was on with us, he was in the bubble in Edmonton, ready, and he was, like, clawing at the windows. <laughs> yeah. His hotel room. It was just trying Stanley to get Cup out. in a crate. Like, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. He said Stanley Cup's the greatest roommate. Never talks back. Goes to bed first. Doesn't hog the bathroom. Quiet. Yeah. I was the worst roommate. I was the worst roommate. Clark just says, doesn't snore. How about that? Because I sleptwalked. You know, we'll dedicate a story one day to sleepwalking. Because my roommate was Todd, uh, or sorry, to, to uh, roommate stories. But yeah. Todd Struby was my roommate, the former Edmonton Oiler. Blade's great. Pat's great. He woke up one, in the middle of the night to the sound of thump, 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 thump. He came into the bathroom and I was running in the tub naked. True story. Just ask him. Oh, my God. What a sight. I thankfully don't. I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I the still. The only story I remember of sleepwalking as a kid is I, would, I walked downstairs and grabbed a jar of cheese whiz and a pair of scissors, and I brought it up and gave it to my mom and beside her, <laughs> her bed. Sounds incredibly logical to me. Like, imagine waking up and your kid's there with scissors and cheese whiz. Like, it's like a horror movie. Have you ever had an anxiety problem? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so Monday is our 500th episode. And Phil Pritchard will be with us, plus more special guests that I have a feeling that you guys are keeping under wraps. Tristan, thank you for the great comments. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anything you got to say before we roll? No. Have a great weekend. Get some golfing in the morning. And... Uh yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, thank you to our guests, Chris Presson, the president of the Edmonton Elks, uh, producer Chris Bickford, our live studio audience. I'm glad we finally have one again. I know. And we'll see you Monday at noon Eastern here on Game Plus. <laughs> now I'm the whore and the pimp. <laughs> That's where the money is. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.